0: Hello and welcome to the 35th episode of Fresh Off The Reel. My name is Take 2 Lib. My name is Take 2 Pat. This is Take 2 of episode 35 because we fucked up. Actually, I fucked up. I fucked up. I banged, uh, I banged the wire for my external drive, which is the most inflexible wire I've ever experienced.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it. Don't say we. I did not.
0: <laughs> I, I roped Pat into it. Uh, because I didn't, I wanted
1: to feel better about my mistake. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at twitter.com while you were making that fuck up.
0: Why are you looking at Twitter? This is our anniversary.
1: Happy anniversary! <laughs> <laughs> I just... I'm looking at Twitter because a bunch of WB dramas happening. But anyway, that's not important to the episode.
0: Yeah, you know, you know what? Real time, right now, WB Discovery just said that they don't have enough money to make movies.
1: And in real time, uh, the WB or like the the Batgirl cast announced that they're they're showing a screening of uh, what was left of the Batgirl footage to the the cast and crew (laughs) because WB deleted the other footage. They deleted it. Yeah, they, 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 they deleted all the footage. What the fuck is Mr. Oh, Warner doing? <laughs> the people who worked on Batgirl are, are going to a screening of of like what's left, and it's called a funeral screening. And also, um, it's gone. <laughs> That's it. It's just gone. There's gonna be no Snyder cut for this movie. That that footage is ri- ripping piece.
0: I'm sure one editor stole all the footage. They have it on their hard drive or something. Like, no, like, you
1: wanna know, wanna know how we know this? Because they tried to go steal the footage, and they, <laughs> that's how they learned it was gone.
0: Oh, because <laughs> uh, fun fact, if you didn't know about Toy Story 2, that someone at Disney accidentally deleted everything for Toy Story 2, and um, the whole reason the whole project was saved was because one editor. Uh, just one editor, she she took it home because she was editing it at home because she got sick and she had it on her computer.
1: That's not what happened here. But you know what did happen here (laughs) and we've been doing this for one year. Yeah. It is possible you're listening to this on the day of our anniversary, August 30th.
0: Yeah, so uh, here's a story. About one year ago, me and Pat were talking to our good friend steph and he was like i want to do a podcast and then and then me and Pat were like we want to do a podcast
1: no and then and then steph said well we could do two podcasts and we said no <laughs> so here we are turns out that worked out for us <laughs> and who was
0: the guest on our podcast well, a year ago like around this time i think we today is like the 24th for us Around this time is when we recorded the first episode. I think it was like somewhere in the twenties where we recorded
1: the first episode. I know we we recorded it like somewhat early, and we delayed it a couple times before it went up. Um, I don't remember exactly when the first recording was, and I don't care enough to check our DMs.
0: <laughs> yeah, if if we but, if uh, I go like in our DM, on, I have Discord open right
1: now. Let's just let's just check right now. But if let me if I just search first episode, apparently August third. Was when we planned to record the first episode. Yeah, I'm seeing... I'm seeing... August
0: 16th... I finished editing the episode.
1: Okay, on August 11th, I said we record tomorrow. And on August 13th, we still had not recorded. So yeah, okay, 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 okay. August 13th is when we recorded because... We talked about playing <laughs> zombies after the recording. Zombooters. <laughs> yeah, so August August 13th is the day. So August
0: thirteenth. Oh wow, we passed it then.
1: Wow, well, that's the day we, we recorded. here.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's the date we recorded, and then the day the episode came out. Uh, that's easy to check. It was on August thirtieth. Was the day we we finally put the episode up for you all to enjoy because we were waiting for our logo to be done. I think was uh was what was going on. And uh, yeah, that's that's uh that's the story there, and that, that the rest is uh how they say history, and now we're on episode 35, and we're one year in, and a while ago, I don't remember where it was, if it was like on a stream, or on the podcast, or somewhere else, but we said publicly that we were never, ever, ever going to review a Star Wars movie, because that's just a whole can of worms that we just rather not open.
1: Yeah, we're really big Star Wars fans, like both of us are. But talking about Star Wars is is never an easy, <laughs> easy thing to do, both just casually and and just online as well. It, it, it's a whole thing. We didn't really want to do it, and, and like to watch one movie and review it kind of means we have to do all the other ones, and we're not necessarily excited to talk about a lot of those movies. But uh, for a very special reason that we agreed, about, we we talked about before the podcast even started, that for like an anniversary, this is what we would do. We're talking about a Star Wars movie, uh, one very specific one.
0: Yeah, and we're not going to talk about any other ones. Like even even a couple weeks ago instead of our San Diego Comic-Con episode we were supposed to do Obi-Wan Kenobi the show, but yeah, we just we just decided not to. <laughs> Today, we were like, it's the anniversary. We're going to do something special and we're going to review my favorite movie and Pat's favorite movie. Now, my favorite movie but when the ser- when the show started, was Rogue One, which is what we're reviewing today. Surprise, surprise. But my favorite movie changed because it became everything ever all at once. But we already did a review of that. So, God, this is all sounding so repetitive, man. We already recorded this. (laughs) We did, but we got to do it again. (laughs) We already did this. You know, it's just, just, just like our third episode. Remember the third one?
1: It's a throwback. It's a throwback. It's like late year. Yeah, it's like that year. Remember that one? <laughs> uh, fresh off the real go. One recording session without something being scuffed. Uh, <laughs> difficulty impossible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, my second favorite movie is now Rogue One, but we're still going to do Rogue One because we already did my favorite movie. And next week, which is actually the episodes going up on another very
1: special day, Pat's birthday. <laughs> yeah, this the conveniently the episode where we talk about my favorite movie. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse comes out on my birthday. An actual good pick for
0: your favorite movie, whereas if you ask me what my favorite movie is, I have to explain myself.
1: (laughs) I like Spider-Man, guys. Did you know I like Spider-Man? I I know I I don't talk about him too much anymore, but
0: I love Spider-Man. The hype died down after No Way Home came out.
1: I mean No Way Home's out, like like Spider-Man 2 is coming, I guess, but like, that's like far enough away where I could like not think about Spider-Man for a while. Not a
0: video game podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah. No Way Home is returning to theaters. We'll, we'll probably watch that if it comes out here. Probably will.
0: Yeah, actually the the other day I was checking because I wanted to buy tickets because I've actually I've still never seen No Way Home uh like any way it was meant to be watched, either in theaters or on Blu-ray or anything. I watched the cam rip on a website when it came out and then i i've only seen that that one time so <laughs> i didn't even i didn't i have the blu-ray i bought the blu-ray i paid money for it and i didn't watch it yeah you'll get your chance maybe yeah uh, but the, the other day i was looking to see if i could buy tickets and uh, at least here in canada the only place that there's already showings for it is uh in british columbia so
1: well, we could we can go visit Linus Tech Tips and then we could watch it. In fact, they're 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 doing a in person uh, selling of their screwdriver this weekend, and I can't go because I'm not in town. Like here in Montreal? No, no, in British Columbia. Oh, <laughs> well, you're not in town either way. Well, I would have driven to British Columbia, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> not a tech
0: podcast uh let's 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 talk cinema oh actually before we talk cinema uh i just want to take some time to uh thank all of you guys for watching our our podcast on youtube or listening to it on spotify mostly on spotify because you know youtube is not a place for podcasts really but thank you guys so much for listening to our stupid asses because that's what it feels like when we talk movies cuz we know nothing like we, we legit know nothing about movies you've yeah, never actually watched a movie we we just we're just so 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 grateful to have 300 we're at over 300 views on on Spotify alone which is kind of insane so thank you guys so much for
1: that Spotify is where I would prefer people to watch
0: so like the very happy yeah. So th- thank you guys so, so, so much for that and hopefully we'll keep this going for another 10 years. I was gonna, I was gonna do the Italian thing but
1: I forgot it is CHANTANI! There you go. I do have beer with me. <laughs> I have, I have nothing with me and I'm regretting it. I'm kind of thirsty. But, but I'm, I'm not, not get getting it. up to, No. <laughs> no, I, no I don't. Now.
0: Let's talk cinema. We're we're going to uh, read the plot synopsis first here, like we always do. So this is, uh, first of all, Rogue One was directed by Gareth Edwards, uh, who directed that 2014 Godzilla reboot. Yeah, that was. Yeah.
1: Ew, stinky. Uh, In
0: 2016, here we go. A rebellion built on hope is from Letterboxd. A rogue band of resistance uh, of resistance fighters unite for a mission to steal the Death Star plans and bring a new hope to the galaxy. That's it. I mean, that that's how you do it. That's that's it. That's that's how you re- that's how you describe Rogue One. It is a movie that fills a plot hole in the first Star Wars film. That's what it is.
1: Yep. It, it, this movie this literally movie literally only exists to to write off a plot hole in, in a new hope. And to to justify a decision made in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't exist for any other purpose.
0: Now you see, in the first Star Wars movie, we're not going to talk about it very much because we're going to be here for three hours. And we need need, just enough to give context and then
1: we'll move on. Just
0: enough to give context. In the very first Star Wars movie, the way the movie opens is you're on a ship and the rebels have just stolen the Death Star plans. And Darth Vader, the big bad, he comes out. I'm explaining as if uh, someone who who's listening might not know Star Wars, which is entirely possible.
1: It's entirely uh, possible, but I don't think it's possible that someone doesn't know what Darth Vader is.
0: Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you probably, like, even if you don't know Star Wars, you know what he, at least... If you could kind of picture him, maybe you don't know exactly what he looks like. But you yeah, picture. he's probably
1: the bad guy. You could see what he looks like. He comes onto the
0: ship... And he grabs Princess Leia, and and he's like, "Where are the plans? Where's the Death Star plans?" And and Leia's like, "Oh, the, the, I have no idea what you're talking about." But in reality, what she did was she put the plans into R2D2, which is the little blue robot guy, blue and white robot guy who goes around on two wheels, and and then uh, him and C3PO, the big gold robot. They go on an escape pod and they escape the planet and the whole movie is about them trying to blow up the Death Star. That is the beginning of that movie. Now, this movie, Rogue One, was created to tell you how those rebels got the Death Star plans. Because had they not gotten the Death Star plans, the entire universe would have probably been destroyed by the the Imperials.
1: And it also exists to justify why... The Death Star has this giant fuck me hole in it that just exists for no other purpose than to give the good guys a way to win.
0: The last piece of, of uh, context you need in the final fight of the first Star Wars movie, uh, which is episode four, didn't mention that. <laughs> uh, a New Hope. They go on a trench and they have to shoot into this tiny hole and, like, when they shoot, like, li- these, like, lasers into that hole, the whole planet-sized space station blows up. And the, the movie doesn't explain how it got there, but this movie, uh, it- another thing this movie tries to explain is why that, that hole was
1: there, and-, and why they never noticed it. Yep, and it explains why, uh, when they rebuilt the Death Star in-, in Return of the Jedi, it doesn't have the hole.
0: Yeah, instead, they, instead they, they, the Rebels are smarter, and they go to the Death Star before it's finished. <laughs> so they could, so they could uh, go blow it up at its core. Who the fuck decided to build
1: a second Death Star? Whose idea was that? I mean, the first one would have done damage if it didn't have a, a fuck-me-hole. Yeah, but th- th- they didn't know there was. I a don't like calling light. it that. calling like like, like like you know in video games when like bosses have a, a big light you're supposed to hit to do damage, it's called the fuck me light. Yeah, like that. That's fine. I don't like calling it the fuck me hole, but it's true. Just call it the weak spot. <laughs> no, that's no, that's dumb for both cases. <laughs> why do I have to? Why do, why do I have to say things that make sense when I could be stupid and inappropriate? <laughs>
0: so, uh, Rogue One follows. Uh, the main character, Jen Erso, played by Felicity Jones. Uh, she is pretty much a blank slate. All these characters are, except for one of them. Because that one character is getting a TV show.
1: Well, at the time, they were still a blank slate.
0: Yeah, at the time, they were still a blank slate. But, spoiler alert, if you didn't watch this movie, all these characters die. All of them.
1: Well, I mean, even if you didn't watch this movie, but you did watch Star Wars, you know they're dead by the fact that they're not in them. (laughs) They're not. They're not in the other movies, right? So.
0: Yeah. Even even
1: some of the side characters get killed off. This movie's basically a. It's a. It is a heist movie. But it's a heist. It's a heist movie. You know the outcome too going into it.
0: Yeah, it's like Ocean's Twelve.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna continue on that.
0: I thought you were gonna continue. <laughs> it didn't sound like you were done. No, oh, I, I was done.
1: <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's the highest movie, you know the outcome to it, and um uh, it's definitely a, a film. <laughs> but before we get like too deep into it, let's give our, our general like like our star rating and just some general thoughts about the movie.
0: Yeah, you could probably uh you could probably predict what I'm about to say. This is my second favorite movie of all time. I have it at five
1: stars. The, this movie is very divisive. You either like really love it or you really hate it. Based on like my, my experience with talking to people about it. It's not this movie. a lot of in between. Yeah, because and this movie doesn't really leave a lot of wiggle room for in between anyway, right? Like you, <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's very it's very honest about what kind of movie it is. Um, it's very like direct. It doesn't try to pretend to be something it's not. So if you like it, you're in. If you don't like it, uh, it'd be what it be, right? Uh, I gave this movie a three out of five, which is not bad. It is it is above average, but I I gave it that because of one very specific moment. Otherwise, it'd probably be like a two or two and a half. Don't like this movie very much.
0: Uh, it may it makes sense. It 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 does make sense. Okay, i I am not mad at this rating. Okay,
1: I I think the last hour to forty five like forty five minutes to an hour of this movie are peak Star Wars. You cannot get better. <laughs> um, it, the problem is the movie is is double that length, and I don't like the beginning.
0: Yeah, this is actually a pretty long movie. This might this is one of the longest star wars movies it's like it's about two hours and
1: two hours 15 minutes yes yeah. and granted it might be because i was drinking while watching it with we we it together a couple of days ago maybe because i was drinking but man did i did, until we hit that hour like that last hour i was really feeling the runtime
0: yeah look i i uh you can't see my face but if you could uh you'll you'll see that i'm Pressing my lips together and nodding my head like what Leonardo DiCaprio does when he finds out he lost his Oscar, he's just like,
1: mm. mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I would have, wouldn't have dragged on as much as if I was watching it one without consuming alcohol and two um, maybe like on a TV like instead like, <laughs> of at my desk. But uh, I did not enjoy rewatching this. This is the third time I've seen this movie. This I watched it twice when it came out and now. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Lib likes this movie, and I do have good things to say. I'm not going to be a negative Nancy the whole time like Lib was when he watched Drive. Oh, yeah. Well, I went in with an open mind. I know. I've never... I had never seen that movie. I know. You know what?
0: It, it got... Look, I was okay with it until the killing started happening. Oh, okay. That's when I was like, okay. And then it get, and it kept getting worse. I was like, all right, all right okay. And then uh, for the next, like, 30 minutes, no one spoke. And then for the fr- and then I realized that in the first thirty minutes nobody spoke.
1: It reminds me of that beep I said to you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been talking to too many people, so I want to drive twenty eleven. <laughs> anyway, let's let's uh, let's talk about Rogue One, a Star Wars story.
0: So this was the the first movie in what was supposed to be. Uh, an anthology of Star Wars stories, quote-unquote. Technically, that's still continuing. I would still consider, like, The Mandalorian and, uh, and Obi-Wan Kenobi and the upcoming Andor to be part of the Star Wars story brand. But in reality, only two of these were ever made. It's this and Solo. Movie I haven't seen. Of the two of them, I think Rogue One's definitely the better one. But most people say that both of them suck.
1: Um, I have no opinion on Solo. I have not seen it. You're gonna, no, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) oh come on, man. These are,
0: anyways, uh, these two movies for some reason are both heist movies. I I don't see why. And Solo doesn't really fill in the same amount of importance as Rogue One has, but they're both still really good movies. Maybe one day we'll talk about Solo,
1: Pat. No. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, like Rogue One. Is like a piece of a puzzle. Granted, an unnecessary piece of a puzzle, but it's still part of the puzzle, right? Solo is is just backstory for for Han.
0: Like, let's be real here, okay? That plot hole about the 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 literal plot hole.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, like yeah.
0: <laughs> the literal plot hole in in the Death Star and where the the rebels got the plans. None of that needed to be explained. Like, I think it it makes enough sense to to just exist in the seventies, you know, yeah, you know, the first Star Wars movie came out in nineteen seventy. Uh, if you watched our review on uh, on Blade Runner, well, wait, we didn't review entirely Blade Runner, but like we we did a uh, we did a backlogged segment on Blade Runner. If you if you uh, listen to that or watch that, oh, God, I don't know what word to use. I'm just gonna say listen. If you listen to that, you you'll you hear us talk about how sci fi movies were different oh uh, also when we talk about the matrix resurrections sci-fi movies were very 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 different back then uh, it, it existed in a time where anything really anything went anything goes because there wasn't a written rule of sci-fi george lucas kind of invented modern sci-fi if you want to use the word invented but i wouldn't say that
1: not invented but he definitely like wrote the book right like two- i think 2001 is a more influential movie for for like modern sci-fi
0: the the thing about two thousand one is that there's no like it is sci fi it is sci fi, it but it, it's people in space, and it's like uh, a robot takes over the space station starts trying to kill them.
1: It's it's still science fiction, but it's very grounded. Yeah, it's very it's very
0: grounded. It's there's no like there's no aliens, there's no other languages. You know, there's no visiting different planets in two thousand one. A space odyssey. Mm-hmm. I think I think the f- first movie that might have done that. I don't I don't know if. I don't know when uh, uh, *Close Encounters of the Third Kind* came out, but I think was it in, was it in the seventies? I think that was also in the seventies.
1: *Close Encounters of the Third Kind*. Me, me, me check. *Close Encounters*. Nineteen seventies. That same year, *Star Wars* came out. Oh, same year *Star Wars* came out. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's
0: that's interesting. <laughs> uh, Spielberg, I love you.
1: Remember when they remade it? Remember when you 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 still need to watch um. That, that musical that's escaping my mind right now.
0: Oh, um, uh, uh, West Side Story. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I've seen the original. Love it. Like, it's a, one of the greatest musicals ever made. Uh, but let's move on. <laughs> we're, we're doing, like, a Dune episode. <laughs> every time we talk about a movie I'm very passionate about, it's like, well, I guess, uh, I guess we're not gonna talk about it.
1: <laughs> and every time we talk about a movie I'm passionate about, we talk about Spider-Man. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so, uh, Felicity Jones, uh, well, that's, that's the real name. Jin Urso is accompanied by a whole cla- a whole cast of different characters. We got, uh, Diego Luna, who plays Captain Andor, uh, Casey and Andor, who is getting his own show, uh, in, uh, September or November or something like that. I can't remember. Really excited for that show. I'm very excited for that. That's going to be awesome. And then we got... Alan Tudyk, who plays the droid K2SO, who is my, my favorite droid, just in general. He is my favorite droid in any Star Wars thing. He is a good boy. He's a good boy. He speaks, unlike a lot of other droids. Uh, then we got Donnie Yen, who plays my favorite character in the whole movie. Uh, Chirrut, who is this like blind,
1: maybe, force user? Question mark? He's my favorite character.
0: This is post um so we don't know if he's actually f- a force user, and I'm not going to explain what Midichlorians are, because that's the can of worms. <laughs> that
1: is the can of worms. He, he might be like like Finn. I'd be like he's force sensitive, but like don't think about it too hard, you know?
0: Did they retcon Midichlorians? I feel like they did. They might have. They might everyone hated it. <laughs> then we got Jiang Wen who plays Baze, uh the big tank guy. With the giant gun, he's kind of cool. Doesn't really get a chance to speak in the movie a lot, though. Um, We got Ben Mendelsohn, who plays the big bad in this movie. Uh, Director Krennic, who is a great villain. I love him. Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin actually makes a return. uh, But I don't think... No, it's it's not like the OG Tarkin. Uh, They got someone else to do him, and then they just kind of, like, made him look like the the OG Tarkin. Uh, But it's uh, Guy Henry who was in a movie we talked about previously on the podcast. He was in V for Vendetta. Uh, nice. I, don't, I don't remember uh, who he played, but he was in V for Vendetta. He's also in Harry Potter. I'm staring at Pat right now. One day.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think uh, the villains in this movie are pretty good. Uh, I, I don't know what Pat thinks, Is we actually haven't talked about like the villain part of this movie, but I think Ben Mendelssohn, I think director Krennic is... A pretty intimidating villain, especially like near the beginning where he shows up uh, with Jin's parents and he basically massacres them. Uh, and also, who plays uh, Jin's dad? Is
1: the guy the guy from uh, Casino Royale? He's also he's also Hannibal Lecter. Mad uh, Mad's Mik- Mix- Mad Mickelson. Mickelson. There you go. That's it. Yeah,
0: he plays uh, Jin's father. Good role. Never see him. <laughs>
1: It's weird because he's like he's an A-list actor. I I think uh, I think the general's all right. I think of the of the two by technicality two villains in this movie, I think he's not as good as the other one. But (laughs) but I think he but that's also like not a fair comparison, right? That's where I'm alluding to something that happens at the end of the movie. But yeah, I think he's I think he's fine. Um, I I don't think he's intimidating. But that's that's another like hot take uh, that I'll I'll kind of get into later. But yeah, I think he's I think he's just fine. Of like the general Star Wars villains, I think he's like he's fine. He's not as good as like some of the the Sith characters like like Grievous and, and, and the Emperor and obviously Vader. Um but he's he's alright. For for a heist movie, I think he does the job well. Yeah, I because mean, like, like... You, you you can't realistically have these characters go up against like Darth Vader, wink wink. <laughs> right? You you kind of need a, a villain more to scale with the kind of movie it is and i think he does the job just fine
0: yeah he's he's like he's more of a personal villain to Jin than anything else because you know with the childhood trauma uh, another part of the childhood trauma we got uh forrest whitaker, whitaker who is an amazing actor uh yeah. who plays saw great in this movie and Sagarella is actually a, a very important character in the in the Star Wars canon, but we're
1: not going to really get into that. Man, it seems like we really want to talk about Star Wars, but we really shouldn't talk about Star Wars.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, what we're, you know, we should talk about the story because I think that this is where this. I think this is where the movie pops up. I I love the story in this movie. It it I don't love it because it fills the hole
1: like. <laughs> It fills fills the fuck me hole. Are you actually laughing at that? The fuck me hole. The the fuck me hole has been uh, filled, stuffed. But yeah, I okay. So there are aspects of the story that I like. I, the one I'll, I'll get into when we get there. Um, but overall, I think it's it's just fine. I again, this story kind of exists for a very specific purpose, and in doing that purpose, it, it does the job. But I think knowing that these characters die before going into the movie kind of lessens the impact a bit for me. Um, I couldn't really get behind a lot of these characters because I knew I was never going to see them again. And obviously that that's not to say you can't like characters who are only in a single movie of a franchise, right? That's, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I feel like because I knew where they were going, I just didn't let myself get attached to them. And then like when the big emotional moments happen, I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I, we,
0: we, we know. We, know. we, we, we were leading up to this part the whole time. <laughs> yeah. The scenes are like shot really well. Like the
1: the movie is beautiful. Yeah, the movie shot incredibly well. It's 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 probably the best shot Star Wars movie I'd say.
0: Yeah, I think so too. It's it's got it's got all the stuff you'd want in a good Star Wars movie, and the characters are great. But when you know the ending already it's a bit like the the whole vibe of the movie changes cuz Cause cause then like w- once you know they all die in the end you're kind of sitting there watching the movie like what's what's the point of this movie like how, why should i why should i care
1: it's like watching a movie it's like watching a rewatch for the first time you know which is a weird statement right but and, and it's, it's not to say the movie doesn't have surprises cuz it, it does and and it definitely like, plays on your expectations that you know they're going to die because knowing knowing they're gonna die and and the question of when they're gonna die aren't the same, right? Like like even you would think they die at the end of the movie, but they don't. They 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 died before, All right? But it's I don't know, it's weird. I have a weird relationship with the story and these characters. Not to say they're bad. I just they're not. They don't know. they don't necessarily work for me. Like
0: here's here's like a here's like a a pretty good example here. It's like if you rewatch like Infinity War movie feels different, right? Because if if you know the people who watched that movie for the first time and like you know they watched it in theaters before all the spoilers happened, that they, they didn't know that Thanos would lose at like it was, Thanos would like the, the, the Thanos would win at the end. You, you didn't know you didn't know that Thanos would actually be able to snap and kill half the people in the universe, including some of the heroes you've grown to love in the in the whole MCU thing. But the people who who would know were people who did prior research, right? People who read the comics, people who saw it coming. And it's like that with this movie. Like, maybe if you're a normal consumer, you wouldn't know that all these characters die at the end. But if you did your prior research, like if you watched the first movie or if you watched uh, the prequels and these characters never existed, or if you read the comics or watched The Clone Wars, you would know that the characters do die at the end. It's kind of like that.
1: It's like to play off that example. It's like watching Infinity War blind, knowing how endgame ends. Yeah. Or like knowing what happens in Endgame, but you're watching Infinity War blind. That's kind of the feeling you get with this movie. Well like stuff will still like surprise you in, in, in Infinity War. And you'll still like enjoy aspects of it. Like the like the, the fight in Wakanda is still great regardless if you have context or not, right? But like it just it just it's it's a weird feeling watching the movie when you know they they Like, they all die in the end. And that's not even a thing that's true for everyone. It's just, it's true for me. It took me out of the movie.
0: I'm okay with movies where everybody dies in the end. I think great stories end with
1: the hero dying. Same. No, I agree. I don't think, I don't think the problem is that they died. It it just, knowing they died and knowing the outcome of the story took me out of it, personally.
0: Besides that, if you, like, forget that, well, it's hard to forget, but if you're just, like...
1: (laughs) If you're just watching the movie for what it is... Just watch it, you know... Yeah, like it's fine. It's not a bad movie.
0: I think that I think the 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 story of the movie really really sells it for me cuz it does, yeah. You got it's, like the, the I I will admit I will admit that like the first half hour is pretty boring. Like there's, there's not a lot that happens, but just like any heist movie, it's the setup. You're setting up the crew, which is always the boring part of a heist movie, right? Unless it's Ocean's 11, in which every part of Ocean's 11 is is
1: perfect. <laughs> like credit where credit is due the movie knows you know what happens to them right but like they still take you on for take you along for a ride that is enjoyable like some of the scenes in this movie are like top tier star wars like
0: just just to start off since we're near the beginning here the scene where we first meet chirit the blind guy I guess yeah, it's just gonna weird. call him the blind guy because I don't know if Pat knows all the characters' names. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go with we're gonna go with call signs. So the blind guy, the the scene where we first meet him and he fucking goes ham on all those stormtroopers, it's so awesome. Hey, yeah, no, it's cool. What's Speaking of doing? stormtroopers, this is the first time we see dark troopers or death troopers in live action.
1: Uh, if you've seen like, are they not in Force Awakens?
0: Uh, no. Uh, I don't think they are. I don't remember them being in there. I only remember them being in, uh, in episode 8. Uh, cause, you know, they they were introduced in, um, the Clone Wars. But, you yeah, know, the first time we see, uh, Death Troopers, uh, in the actual canon. It's like, well, uh, Clone Wars is canon, but, like, you know. It's like, whoa, in, that's, in, that's cool. In a, in
1: a movie, in live action.
0: Yeah, in the live action, it's like, well, that's awesome. But, yeah, him wailing on those fucking Stormtroopers was, was awesome. And that's also the same scene where we meet the guy with the big gun. <laughs> that's his call sign. Uh, who doesn't really do much in that
1: scene, but he does save Jin and Casian, so there you go. That's <laughs> cool. I, I like I like this character a lot. I think it's a cool introduction. He's definitely force sensitive, at least to a degree. And he- I, I kind of he's one with the I, force. He's one with the force, and the force is with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that he uses a because like visually he uses a, he uses a bow stuff. Um, visually it's very similar to other weapons that we see very commonly in Star Wars, but uh, it's used like it's more interesting here and especially because he's blind it, it makes the action sequences with him a little bit more interesting um and it's just cool to watch i like this character a lot the guy with the big gun is just like the muscle i i, I can like give or take him i don't really care but but this guy is cool
0: yeah i mean that, that that's one of my favorite scenes not my favorite that uh, i think my favorite scene is the same as your favorite scene
1: i think it's everybody's favorite scene though like like, like i i don't think anybody even if you don't like this movie Nobody saw that ending and walked out unhappy. <laughs> like, that you want to is... just like you want to just get get into there, or you want to wait a bit? I mean, we could we could just get there if you we want. Could we, hop, could... we could hop back and forth. The, the ending of this movie is is a very famous scene for for Star Wars fans. It's it's when Vader raids the rebel ship, the, the, the rebel ship, right? And he just goes fucking ham. He kills everybody. I said this when we watched the movie together. In my opinion, this is the first time. In live action, that Vader was ever intimidating. I think so too. And the image of Vader that everybody has in their mind, this scene perfectly adopted that image of him. He is he is genuinely terrifying. Like 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 the smoke with the black figure walking out. The the sound of the lightsaber. Everything is used so perfectly in that scene. Everybody is helpless. <laughs> they all try to fight him off, and they're completely helpless. And cool.
0: what's what's great is that throughout the whole scene, you know, Vader has to come out on top because yeah. that's how that's how the first movie starts. He starts off the same way, like he comes out of the door and he kills all the rebels. Like, it's that 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 scene, the, I think the, the, the best part of that scene is like the very beginning when the, the in the smoke and then you see the light, the light, the lights from the lightsaber come out. I'm getting so goosebumps cool. talking about it because it's it's such a good fucking scene. It's like it's on par with like best Star Wars scenes ever. I saw this uh take that I, I I agree with. The in episode 3 the Order 66 scene on its own is not amazing, but if you watch that again after you've seen all of the Clone Wars but if if you if you like if you saw the clone wars all of the clone wars and then treat episode 3 as like a finale movie then that scene is elevated to that to that like quality to to be the one of the better scenes in the whole Star Wars fandom. And it's like yeah, you know what? I agree. I agree.
1: I can agree with that
0: like it's really hard to top that scene. I don't think they're ever going to top that scene, star especially the state that Star Wars is in, is in now, they will never ever top how good that scene was. The only thing that the only thing that's better than that one scene is the entirety of The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, it's so
1: good that they continue to reference it. Like in every, every Star Wars media that's come out since Rogue One, except for Solo, I guess. I mean, I don't even know. I haven't seen it, but no, I'm not there's, there's no there's no lightsaber wielders in that movie. Every every movie that has a lightsaber wielder in it tries to replicate that scene. Most recently, um, when Luke is brought back into the Mandalorian, they do this exact shot, but it's flipped because Luke is the hero, right? So when he when he comes in, obviously like the characters that we're following don't know what Sam. They don't know he's good, but it's the opposite. Where instead of murdering everybody, Luke is like saving them, and he's also just like casually walking through with his lightsaber out because he's uh, he's amazing, he's epic.
0: That that that's a uh, that. Skywalker scene at the end of of Mandalorian is
1: pretty awesome. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Not as good as this one, but it's pretty awesome.
0: Not as good. Like, I, I th- watching that blind was fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's the best scene in the movie by by far.
0: And like, speaking of lightsaber wielders, uh, Pat, you were also saying this while you're watching a movie that that the blind guy should have had at some kind of light weapon. Yeah. And you suggested a light staff. I was like, now I need that.
1: <laughs> we need more lights, light weapons. Like, I know the comics have, like, light whip, and There's there's some other ones, like... Like, um... Like, the, the game universe, or, like... They're, they're canon, but, like, the... Oh, fuck. My my brain's failing. Well, Visions too, But those two games with Cal Kester... Cal Kestis, whatever his name is. Fallen Order and, and Survivor. Like, those games have some, some more interesting lightsaber designs. And then, like, the Inquisitors, in general, have more interesting lightsabers. Like, the, the... The spinning one. The spinning one and the... The, the Umbrella... Like, we need we need more light weapons.
0: There like uh, there is there are light staffs. I think someone in rebels has a light staff. It's canon, but it's not in live action. <laughs> yeah, we
1: need we need it. I think it would have been cool if he had like a bow staff that like extended into a a saber. That'd be really cool. That, that, that that's that, what that's what Ray should have had. Like Ray, Ray has her bow staff the whole the whole sequel trilogy, right? And then she gets her lightsaber at the end, like her personal one. They, they do make the lightsaber out of her stick, but she it should. It should have stayed a boast staff instead of just becoming a normal Hilt.
0: You know, God, I'm, no, I can't, I can't. Let's <laughs> gonna...
1: talk about this movie.
0: I was going to complain about the ending of episode nine.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> Bad Lib, no. For anyone who doesn't know, that's my least favorite movie of all time. Yeah, fuck that movie. But anyway, <laughs>
0: that's it's the worst movie I've ever seen ever. Ooh. Uh, if anyone's interested, I have a letterbox list that's called The Worst Movies I've Ever Seen. If you want to check that out, there it's a pretty good list. <laughs> Birdemic is on it. Birdemic
1: is cinema, how dare you?
0: <laughs> the Emoji Movie is on it. It's great. Justified.
1: Justified. <laughs> I paid money to see that in theaters. You watch it in theaters? You're a yeah. madman. I also went by myself. <laughs> uh, nobody wanted. Nobody wanted to watch it with me. <laughs>
0: If I knew uh, you back then, I would have went with you.
1: <laughs> understandably so, I get it. But I, I'm not a coward. I went by myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Returning to Rogue One.
0: I mean, let's just skip the whole first and second act. So the the third, because like there's not a lot to talk about. Like the 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 crew gets well, like, formed.
1: There, there's one thing I want to talk about the first act. The first act that, despite me saying I don't like the first and second act of this movie, I like a lot about it is um is when, when Jin and Ko and are trying to convince the the rebels to to go on this suicide mission. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when they're around the table. when they're around the table. It, it's just pure chaos. Like, they're all arguing. They're all talking over each other. They're all, like... Like, everyone has their own idea of what to do. There's a group that just takes a fucking ship and throws it into a Star Destroyer. Like, like it's just... <laughs> it, it's, it's cool to see the rebels from that perspective. Because, like, whenever we see the rebels in in the the main nine movies it's always the rebels with leia in charge and they're always like le- let's more or less follow her without without like questioning anything right like there, there's some bickering but the bickering usually comes from like like han and luke who are outsiders causing drama right or causing problems but we, we get to see a more chaotic version of the rebels in this movie and i think it's it's very interesting to see that side of them and and it works out right. This whole movie is based on the fact that these rebels kind of like took a team and fucked off to to get these plans right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's cool to see that side of them. It's a
0: very realistic take on just war in general. Like Star Wars has always been a like metaphor for you know war. Well, always not in the sequel trilogy, but it's in the name, right? Yeah, but, but yeah, this this uh, this movie really gets into like. Are the rebels really all good? Like I feel like they're like they're only good in the command of Leia, but like you put anyone else, because Leia is inherently good, which is a character flaw. They treat that as a character flaw in the in the sequel trilogy, which is one of the few things I actually like about the sequel trilogy. Yeah, no, I agree. But in the command of anybody else, the rebels are really just like any other army and they do good and they do bad like stuff that's like explored in movies like suicide squad for some reason
1: here's here's the thing about about like war movies i'm not going to get into politics about real life war cuz i'm not fucking qualified to talk about no, it. no yeah <laughs> <laughs> if, you wanna, if you want to if you want to if you want to tell a good war story for a movie you you cannot pick a side right yeah and and the thing about about the rebels in star wars is they are the good guys no matter what perspective you have <laughs> the rebels are the good guys and yeah he... one is trying to
0: destroy the universe and you know one is trying to stop the other ones from destroying the universe
1: <laughs> and, and that's still true here like like the rebels are still the good guys in this case right but in this movie the rebels are treated more like an army like an actual army where like and and, and the thing about armies and war in in film is is not everybody's gonna have the same agenda right and and not everybody's gonna gonna necessarily listen to orders.
0: It's it's a it's a lot like a 1917, which is probably
1: the best war movie in my opinion. Um, we we don't really get to see the 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 uh, the rebels like this, like ever ever really. So yeah, it's cool. See, I have, I have nice things to say. Lim. See, okay, yeah, okay, all right, all right. I'm into it now. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they they kind of just they they just steal a ship and get out of there. They're kind of just Phase One Thanos. They're like, fine, I'll do it myself. And like, it works. Dude, they all die. They two. But agree it works. It. <laughs> the
1: plan works.
0: The plan works. Yeah. They they they, they go to uh, Scarif. Uh, and which is the the planet where the Death Star plans are being held in, in, in a uh, in a imperial base, and they do the heist. The thing is, they didn't really have a plan. Their plan was take the ship and steal the steal the plans. Yeah, <laughs> that and, was and, and, and plan. that's
1: that's kind of why. I mean, they they also know going into it that this it's is just, a suicide yeah, mission. Just, <laughs>
0: they are going to
1: die. Yeah, but like, it's fuck it, guns blazing, let's go.
0: Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's great uh it's it's not like uh it's not like in the sequel trilogy <laughs> where where there was a clear suicide mission but somehow they all survived
1: but anyways and, the, and, got... and that, that mission is also basically filler
0: yeah
1: <laughs> oh, i mean, basically it was filler <laughs> uh,
0: yeah it was, okay so you got you got uh <laughs> you got you got the whole you got the whole uh uh the whole heist right it, it's slowly slowly throughout the heist characters are picked off uh it, it it's it's really cool like how it all plays out that that's the best part of of the movie besides like individual scenes like the third act is the the best part of the movie
1: it's the best part of the movie bar none um it, it, the last like again i've said it before in, the, in, your, in your review i said it to lib the last 45 minutes to an hour of this movie, is genuinely like really good it's really good star wars content
0: like once they drop down like once the the the, the ship lands on scarif
1: that's where the good starts <laughs> it, it's just like for me that for like the whole setup part and then like the whole like journey to their suicide mission it's kind of kind of sucks
0: for me yeah in that journey they they visit another sand planet
1: yeah, my favorite location, and and I, I, verbatim, I fucking said, like, is that another fucking sand planet? We were <laughs> Does, watching. We were yeah, watching. Uh, I don't. know. I I, I I think I, I wanted to care more while watching it, but I just I just was really bored for the first like, hour and a half. And uh, yeah, I don't know how else to describe it. I just I was really bored. It's understandable.
0: I mean, I've been told by multiple people that I like boring movies. I don't know. I
1: don't know why people say that because I don't like drive. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you, you don't like. we're gonna have a problem, buddy. We're gonna have to make that episode nine episode where I talk about how it's the best movie ever made. This is sarcasm. You're, but you're right? not. You can't do that though. This is sarcasm. Right? Like, I like. You can't. Never. You
0: can't even do that ironically. You're gonna sit there. You're gonna say it's great, and then you're gonna throw up in your mouth.
1: Yes. This is, this is true.
0: Uh yeah, like like everybody says I like boring movies and but then but then I'm like and then I'm like but you guys say American Sniper is the best war movie ever made like what
1: I don't think it's that you like boring movies I think it's that you like not that, not even that you like it's just you 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 like when movies are a little slower. I I love slow movies, and I love I love slow
0: games too. Like like I'm I'm uh I'm going I'm currently playing through Persona Five Royal. Like I, that that's my new main game right now. Like I'm I'm going through that again. Not a video game podcast, but this is like makes sense. It makes sense. This is what we're talking about here. Persona Five is an extremely slow game.
1: Persona as a, as a franchise is. is... Slow,
0: right? Yeah, it and Personify Royal being like one of the longer ones is is like an extremely slow experience. There is not a lot of like for the first act of the game, it's mostly text. Like, I'm still in the first act, and at least a lot of it is voice acted. At least in Royal, it's voice acted. I don't know if it is in the original, it, it, it,
1: it is in the original, yeah,
0: because I know Royal has more cutscenes than the original.
1: Yeah, Royal has like 30 extra hours. Of cut. Jesus Christ,
0: but, but like, uh, like, Royal, uh, has, well, not Royal, Persona 5 has a lot of text in its first act, and then once you finally, like, once your main character understands what's happening, then you're like, okay, now we can do stuff. Now you can grind, pretty much, for the rest of the game. and I love really slow games, like Horizon Zero Dawn is very slow. My favorite, One of my favorite video games ever, my second video, favorite video game ever, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of the slowest games i ever played. Love it. I love it when it's slow. That's that's like the biggest complaint people have with it. And then now we get into movies now. 1917 is a pretty slow movie. I mean, it's all one shot. <laughs> 1917 is a pretty slow movie. Love that movie. Uh, Jojo Rabbit is really slow. Love that movie. Why did I, I just had I two war movies. I guess I'm
1: on the topic of war right now. <laughs> Like you like war movies, and this is more traditional war movie than the other Star Wars movies are. But also, like I don't think slow movies are bad. Um, I don't know. Actually, I, I like movies. I judge a rabbit nineteen seventeen and, and American Psycho and Drive. I like slow movies, and it's not that slow movies are bad. I just I don't think the slowness of this movie necessarily worked for me. But that's like a me thing. It's not a a shot at the film itself, right?
0: Like it's not to say that I don't like. Fast movies as well. Like one of my favorite, another one of my favorite movies ever is *Knives Out*. That's a that's a really short, sweet, fast movie. *The Grand Budapest Hotel*, another short one that's really good. I was about to say everything overall I want, but that's a long movie, but it's it's it goes by quickly. It's it's a it's a really 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 weird like in between where that's when I don't like the length of a video game or a movie. Like there there's some games I think they're too long, and some games I think they're too short. Same with movies. Like like an example of a game I think is too long. I would say, like, this is a hot take. This is a really hot take, but I think the God of War game on PS4 is too long. (laughs) The the reboot? Yeah. Uh, That's fair. But then, like, for movies, there's some movies that I would have liked to be a bit longer. Like, Thor Love and Thunder would have liked that to be a bit longer. There's not a lot of stuff that that can make it better, but it could have been a bit longer. Movies that could have been a lot shorter is No Way Home.
1: (laughs) Movies that could have been a lot shorter is, like, three quarters of the MCU most of star wars movies are can i just say like movies are getting long movie yeah th- yeah that's true like like movies in general are just getting like i'm un- not like uncomfortably long yeah <laughs> like i i want to get up and move around right it's starting to become a problem cuz i it, it,
0: this is something i've i've observed in a while which is a kind of weird but bear with me here is that i have never gone to pee in a movie theater more times than i have like this year it's, it's, it's a weird thing to, to point out, but like when I, when I was a kid and when I was I'd like, even like just a couple of years ago, when I would watch a movie, I'd pee before the movie, watch the whole movie and then pee when I got home. And then like, I would, we would even spend like an extra hour in the arcades just fucking around, you know, now, now it's like, we don't even go to the arcades in movie theaters anymore because now they use that stupid point system instead of coins, <laughs> like, but uh, you now, now you got like Movies that are, like, two and a half
1: hours minimum. And it's, like... Well, remember when movies were, like, two hours? Yeah. N- now it's, like... If a movie's two hours or less, it's weird. Like, feature length... The the length of... Like, the feature length is longer
0: now. When the, the term was first coined, I think it was a movie that was longer than 40 minutes. But that was, like, in the, you know, early 1900s. But then you got, like... In the early 2000s, feature length, if it said feature length, it was like, okay, you could expect it to be about an hour and a half, right? And then like early 2010s, it's still like an hour, 40 minutes, maybe two hours. But now now it's like, it feels like the average length of a movie is two hours. And that's that's a lot. Two hours, it's 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 enough time to tell the story you need to tell, but sometimes your story doesn't need that much. It, it's it, 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 It's better to... Make your length the the afterthought. Like when you're making a movie, make the movie, shoot it at everything. You know, don't don't make it be like okay, we have to make this movie two hours long. Don't don't do that. Make the movie as long as it has to be. Like cut out
1: filler. Make it as long as it has to be. Just to like tie this back in with Rogue One, because I don't want to go on too much of a tangent. <laughs> but, like I don't I don't think any Star Wars movie needs to be longer than two hours. I think if your Star Wars movie is longer than two hours like like there's definitely stuff you can cut and there's definitely there's stuff that in every single Star Wars movie there's stuff you can cut and I think this movie has a lot you can cut and you you'll still get your point across so yeah that's just my, my stance i I think this movie is a little too long it's yeah two two
0: two hours 15 minutes I mean it's only 15 minutes but even it being two hours like this movie should have been like an hour 45 maybe yeah
1: like at most, like two hours. I think you could you could definitely find fifteen minutes of stuff to cut from this movie. Yeah, and 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 it doesn't affect too too much, right? And it's a shame because cause f- for me personally, it does it does take me out of it. It does like drag and and bore me
0: but i mean the 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 parts that work man they work like the cg the cg is amazing this is one of the best star wars soundtracks i think michael Giacchino strikes it again
1: i said it earlier but i think this is definitely like if not the best it's one of the best uh shot star wars movies i
0: think it is the best
1: cinematography is great i think the choreography during action sequences especially with the blind guy are, are really good even even like the gunplay is is well choreographed. It's good. We don't have to talk about the Vader scene anymore. That scene's shot and and choreographed extremely well. The acting here is generally like pretty alright. I don't I don't really have a major complaint with with performances here. Um, which is more than I could say about the the sequel trilogy. <laughs> but yeah, like this is a this is a movie. It's not for everyone. it's Not necessarily for me, but I, I don't think it's bad.
0: I'm really happy that I, that we got to rewatch it, and like this is the first time I was able to watch it critically and analytically and look at it for what it is. And even even then, I still give it five stars. It might be personal bias, but it might also not be. Like uh, now that we talked about it and we reviewed it, uh, I realized that it's a lot more of of a war movie than I thought it was. Me being a person that likes war movies, maybe that's why I like it so much. It was just like
1: repressed. Like I don't think it's a war movie. It's Star Wars. I mean, listen, this, is, this isn't the best movie ever made. and It's uh, your favorite, and, yeah. and there's there's a lot of biases in your favorites, right? It's it's fine. <laughs> I also think *Into the Spider Verse* is one of the best movies ever made, but that's also because I'm extremely biased.
0: But I think it is one of the best movies. Ever. Like *Into the Spider Verse* is not even in—I don't even think it's in my top fifty. I don't think, but it's—I I think it's one of the best movies ever. It's a—it's a weird thing, you know. People—people people don't really know how to separate your favorites with the best.
1: Yeah, and there's there's also the other side where like me saying X is my favorite, isn't me saying it's the best and please don't harass me on Twitter, please. Like if you say like X is my favorite movie, people are going to immediately like, like oh, this movie is better. Like I don't care. Probably probably is better. Like if if
0: <laughs> you want if you want solid proof of that, go to the Academy's Instagram page and look at the comments. Okay, just just go to the just go to their Instagram page, click on the comments of any picture, any picture, and you'll see a bunch of people who say that this movie deserved an Oscar, this movie didn't deserve an Oscar, this movie sucks, this movie's good. It, it's, it's, you got, it's, it's, it's everywhere, but like, just, just look at that. And like, the Academy is supposed to be shown
1: as, like, you know, the looming gods of movie. But we, we all know they also have their fucking extreme biases. Yeah. One of, one of my favorite movies ever, and it's something I would love to get, because it's a Lib's watch list, actually. So I'd love to, to watch it with him and uh, maybe talk about it here. Um but I love Chef. Like the the John Favreau movie. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies ever made. It's not great. <laughs> it's it's not it's not that good. But I love it.
0: <laughs> like every everybody has that one movie that they love that it's just like everyone else is like when they hear that they're like, What? You know, like for, for me when I say my favorite movie is everything ever all at once, the uh the reaction I mostly get is what is that? Because no one's ever heard of that movie, you know, even even now that it got like its its theater rerun and everything, people don't
1: really know what it is. It's okay. Once it gets once it wins Best Picture it'll get recognition. Like a Parasite. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I, I okay, like well, we're not gonna go there, but it'll probably it's gonna like get nominated, it has to. Come on, yeah, <laughs> come on. It, it's it, for me. It's like we're not a video game podcast, but for me, it's the Elden Ring of movies this year. Like, 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 what's it gonna, what's it gonna beat it? What came out this year that's gonna top everything of the world once? What's gonna top Elden Ring? Like nothing. Like, come on, guys. I
0: think that's uh, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of the game awards uh, that's happening in on uh, December eighth. Just wanted yeah. to let you know this part's probably getting cut up. I just wanted to tell you it's happening December eighth. No, we can, we can leave this one. It's fine. I, oh, I, okay. I know.
1: It. We can, we'll watch it probably. We can leave it in. We can watch it at your place if you want. Yeah, why not, Ryan? Right? Yeah, we just set up. A I thing. like, I like Jeff Keeley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Keeley's a cool dude. Yeah, I, I think. Oh uh, yeah, speaking we... of Jeff Keeley, guys, uh, James Gamescom was yesterday at the time of recording. There's a Dune video game. Remember in the Dune episode when I said they should make an online MMO open world game? That's exactly what they did.
1: Fuck yeah! yeah. And you know, you know, my first thought of. My third, my first thought was when I saw that trailer. What? Man, this looks like a game that's never coming out. <laughs> it though no, it will, it will come out. It will come out. It's gonna be, it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. Nobody's gonna play it, and I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna. I, play I, it. I hope for your sake uh, it, it does come out. But I, I think with that, um, I've said everything I want to say about Rogue One. <laughs> Uh and I've also said everything I want to say about Rogue One. This is
0: a oh wait, uh uh the CG is really good, but Leia? That was the first that was the first time they ever did an entirely CG character in Star Wars. Like they didn't even use a body double for her. She's entirely CG. And um Man, does it show? Man, does it look weird and uh it actually doesn't look as bad as Luke in The Mandalorian? And Luke looks fantastic in uh the Book of Boba Fett. I think he looks fan-fucking-tastic in the book of boba fett but you know why it's because they hired the guy who deep faked luke <laughs> they they learned their lesson yeah
1: it looks a bit weird but she she does, she's only on screen for like half a second so it's okay what the fuck do you hear that no is it coming from your end or mine
0: my end there's people the people next door are uh are arguing and it's very loud (laughs) well i guess we we picked a a good time to to end that and i don't know if you guys can i don't know if you can hear it on my on my mic but my next door neighbors who's like the wall to my immediate left it's like i could reach out and touch that wall they live right there so it's like
1: yeah (laughs) yeah let's uh, let's uh, let's call it a day
0: so uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. And thank you once again for one year of Fresh Off The Reel. It's such an amazing thing to, like, have... A- I've been wanting to, like, to do a podcast since I was, like... Since I watched my very first podcast, like, ever ever since I, like, listened to my very first podcast when I was a kid. I don't know what it was. But, like, ever since I listened to it the first time, I was like, man, I want to do this. I want to do this. And, like, here we are, man. It's actually happening. Four four failed podcasts later. Yes, I've had four podcasts in my life. Don't ask about it.
1: <laughs> I know about one of them. You know about two of them, actually. Two? Oh, apparently I know two.
0: Anyways, thank you guys so, 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 so much. Uh, from the bottom of both of our hearts, we really appreciate you coming out and listening. And this is your first episode uh, hearing this, or if you, if you have been a returning listener. Thank you so, so, so much.
1: And we look forward to you coming back next time and for every other time in the future because we're going to be doing this for a while.
0: Hell yeah, because uh, next week we're going to do the second part of this anniversary celebration special, uh, where we're going to talk about Passer movie.
1: And after that, we're back to our um, regu- regularly scheduled programming.
0: Yep, and we'll be announcing what we're doing next episode, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but if you don't want to miss it, make sure to follow us on Spotify, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, and follow all of our other Things where whichever you use to listen to podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, we're everywhere, man. We're everywhere except for SoundCloud, but we're everywhere. (laughs) Go ahead and check out our link tree, linktr.ee slash fresh off the reel. All space, all spaces, all lowercases, no spaces. (laughs) All one word, all spaces, guys. (laughs) That's how you do a URL. On top of that link tree, you will find a uh, button that you could click to fill out a form to recommend us a film or TV show. We'll take that recommendation. And we'll make an episode about it and we'll shout you out. So make sure to check that out if you want to see an episode happen. You could influence an episode. Another way that you could see what episodes are happening next is to check out our Letterboxd accounts, which you could also find on that link tree. Uh, we review movies all the time. We have lists that you guys can check out and uh, our personal movie recommendations to you, so go and check that out if you want podcast spoilers. But other than that, thank you all so much, so 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 much for one year fresh off the reel, and we will see all of you in a theater near you. Bye bye. Bye bye.